Welcome, friends. This week on the Union Podcast, we are doing something a little different. We are highlighting some Q&A sessions that Jamie did with her mastermind community. So the Union Mastermind and this week's theme for you all to enjoy is design, decor, and rentals. So if you have some questions percolating in your brain about those subjects, um, you're going to want to make sure you really listen closely. Some of our mastermind members might have already asked your question. So enjoy. If you are someone who's actually interested in being able to ask questions to Jamie, you want to check out the mastermind and you can do that over at wolferandco.com. But for now, sit back, enjoy. We're going to be chatting design, decor, and rentals with the amazing Jamie Wolfer. Welcome to the Union Podcast. I'm Jamie Wolfer. And I'm Heather Fear. We're two wedding planners who just love to share how we got started and scaled to beyond six figures in this amazing and sometimes really competitive industry. We talk about the tactics, mindset, and mistakes that have helped us to get to this point in our business. So whether you're a solopreneur or just dreaming about starting a wedding business, we are here to support you on this journey. Let's dive into this week's episode. I need to price out my services and I'm having trouble finding design services pricing to use as a reference. Should I try timing myself when doing a task to see how long it takes me and calculate my labor that way? Joanna, the queen of calculations. Yes, ma'am. I think that would be a great way of doing that. Really, if it takes you four hours to complete a task and you get a hundred bucks for it, like start playing with those numbers mentally. Cause right. It's a value game. Do I feel like this describes my value? If I did eight hours worth of work and got a hundred bucks, I'd be like, that doesn't feel like a lot of value, even though that'd be a pretty, I'm not doing the mental math at the moment, but I'm pretty sure that'd be a pretty decent hourly rate. That's fine. That's nothing to laugh at. But for me, I'd feel like if I'm going to do a full day's worth of work, it's not going to be that it's going to need to be more. So almost it can be an emotional game or it can be a very logical game. Just depends on what sits right with you. I think that'd be a great idea. How long does that take you? And then how can you streamline that? How can you firm it up? How can you hone in what you're doing? So it doesn't take you as long next time. So you then your profit margin goes up. So if you decide, let's say you're designing something for a client and your, your in-person hours are like, if you're having a meeting with them, it's hundred dollars an hour, just arbitrary number pulling it out of a hat, but your design cost is $30 an hour or $50 an hour, whatever number you would like to assign to that. Because then obviously if they're stealing your quality time, what is that? If they're in front of you and you can't do anything else and you were locked into that, that's one thing, right? But it's another thing if you go spend an hour working on it and then go do something else and then come back and work on it more and then go do something else. It's not as crucial of a time commitment because you don't have another person sitting in front of you going, where are you going? Why are you leaving again? For full service packages, how involved are you with the florist and planning out of the design slash look of the wedding? Ooh, I love the design. The second meeting that I do in our five package or five meeting package is all design focused. I'm like, give me your Pinterest board. Come on, give me. And if possible, I would love to meet with the florist. I would love to have that design meeting be with the florist. That's just me. I love the design. And then I'll kind of follow up on that and we'll have that conversation continuously. But for those who specifically really want to lean into the design of things or have questions or aren't quite sure how to style it or et cetera, that's what that whole second meeting is devoted to. That doesn't mean that you have to design your packages the same way. I know you specifically are focused on design more so, but when it comes down to it, once we have that big design meeting, we're kind of all on the same page. And then it's just a matter of checking in and honing in the details as we go. Yes. Love being involved as the florist. Yeah. You and I tag teamed quite if we got, that was very cool that her and I got to work on so many events together in the very beginning that we just have these design meetings, especially if you vibe with the florist and you're like, this is fun. I just want to keep doing this. And then, then it helps the clients. Of course, do all rental companies have warehouses where you can look at items in person? Have you done this with your clients before? Any tips or advice on decor rentals? Things to be weary of. Okay. Let's break this down. I don't know if all of them have warehouses that you can go look. Some of them have showrooms that you can go look at, but there should be an option of going to view them in person. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. COVID 
stays where it belongs. Have you done this with your clients before? I've done the showroom. I have not done the warehouse. I probably would avoid doing the warehouse. Warehouses are hot. They're not air conditioned or freezing. They're not well insulated. They can be very chaotic for a client. It can be a lot. I mean, we're talking, gosh, 20 foot high ceilings and then just shells of just stuff everywhere. So it can be very overwhelming for a client. So personally, I don't feel like that's always the right move. If you have that eye and you can go in there, you can be like that, that's it. That's what they need right there. Way different than bringing a client back there. General tips or advice on decor rentals. Yeah, we specifically like to design pockets. Don't over-design everything. Just design a few key moments instead. And the cost on decor can be a very slippery slope. So be very strategic about it. Things to be wary of, basically that. Can we all just collectively agree that 2022 is going to be the year that we no longer leave money on the table? That's why we absolutely love Generation Tux and their amazing partner program. Yes, we do, Jamie. They are amazing over there. We love their suits and we love this program. Why do we love this program, Jamie? Tell them why. Okay, well, obviously, they're the only suit company that I wanted for Brothers Wedding, right? But in addition to that, they will actually give your client a discount. And in addition to that, you end up getting a referral payout as well. So I don't know about you, but I don't think it gets any better than that. I'll say what's even better about it, you guys. If you're a newbie to this affiliate game, this is like the easiest thing to get started with. It feels super comfortable and authentic. They hold your hand as you get started and actually have a conversation with you and make sure you understand what they've got going on over there. So if you're listening to this podcast going, how do I get started with affiliate stuff? This is confusing and overwhelming. This is step one. This is an easy partnership. You're going to have fun working with them and provide your clients an amazing product. So go over to the unionpodcast.com slash tux and uh, get started. Check it out. And we hope you enjoy working with Generation Tech. What does a breakdown look like? Like an emotional one? Because I don't know if I'm prepared to show that, but I could work on it if you want me to. <laughs> of course. Bye, Joanna. Have fun at work. I know it's breaking down the decor. I was just being funny. Sometimes my jokes don't land, okay? <laughs> don't be sorry. You're fine. <laughs> what does a breakdown look like? So we typically start with the signage and extraneous tables. So tables that the guests aren't at. So if there are signs outside the reception space and people are dancing, we are on it. The ceremony space has been torn down. We've gone through the cocktail space and collected whatever the personal items are. Once dinner's starting to kick off or once dancing's starting to kick off, we're slowly pulling all of this to one central location where we could put it back into the bins. Once that's done, we are tear down ninjas. We are sneaky, right? Back, but ninjas. I'll <laughs> hear for the emotional breakdowns from your lips to God's ears, right? First thing that we'll do is we'll go around and we'll pick up table numbers. I kid you not. We do this every time. Table numbers first and only at tables where people aren't seated. Nothing kills a vibe more quickly than someone reaching over you and going, oh, excuse me. I just need to blow out the candles real fast. Sorry. And totally killing the ambiance. So we are sneaky. We are slow. We look busy, even though we're walking nice and slow. We are walking with purpose and we are doing something. So the, the purpose, that's kind of twofold. One, you're tearing down. Great. And two, you're still being effective in a time when most people would just kind of like leave the space, twiddle their thumbs. So we start with table numbers. We don't bust tables. That's like a hard no for us. Been there, done that. Don't enjoy that at all. Hate having sticky hands. Like least favorite sensation in the world. And bussing tables, ugh, I don't know why. Just get me. That we don't have food handlers certificates. So I don't know if technically we're allowed to. I don't know where the legality on that falls. But we don't bust tables. We will, however, collect all the other items from the table. So after table numbers, it's usually going around and blowing out candles for where people aren't seated. Maybe it's grabbing center 
calendar pieces, if they're all different components and different pieces that need to be packaged up separately, we will slowly go around and grab all the bud vases, like all the little clear bud vase. And then the next time we go around and grab all the amber bud vases, real slow, real careful. No one feels like we're kicking them out. And we leave the tables closest to the dance floor that usually have people at them. We leave those alone. Jumping on over to the chat. Do you ever have specifically ask the clients if they are all right with the early teardown or you just tell them this is how you do it. I don't ask them. I let them know that that's what we do because they're like, what about our stuff at the end of the night? And I said, don't worry about it. We will start tearing down. And it's not that early because it's not like the first dance starts and we start tearing down. No, we wait a little bit. Like let's say the event ends at 10. We maybe slowly start pulling stuff at 8.30, 8.45. And then we'll go check in with some vendors and cake cutting and then do some other things. So it's a very slow process, but we're basically bringing them all to a home base where we can put them away. So I don't typically ask my clients. I just let them know like, Hey, don't worry. At the end of the night, you will be ready to get out of here. All of your stuff is going to be packed up, ready to go. And you're not going to notice us doing it. So like I sell it as a selling point because that's what it is in our opinion. So, but what about tables that always have guests at it? How long are you there after the end? Of- I know that's not what you meant to type Caitlin, but birth Valley or Bali sounds very interesting. We are typically there for a maximum of 30 minutes after the event's over if it all goes according to plan. If not, sometimes we stay there later, but that's when we tend to be done. The tables that always have guests at those, last 15 minutes, all bets are off. All bets are off. Excuse me, ma'am. Hi, I need to reach over you and blow out this candle. Or I'm gonna, it's usually just a handful of tables. It's not that many. I'm gonna attack those the second the lights come on and the DJ's like, ladies and gentlemen, last dance of the evening. I'm like, haha, you're done. Nope. I'm like taking drinks out of people's hands. Just kidding, I don't do that. It'd be funny though, make for a good movie. So that's kind of where we handle or how we handle that. Once you've done your takedown and hand them off to the designated person, how do you let your clients know that you're leaving or do you leave when the party's over? I very rarely leave before the party's over simply because how we put our packages together and how we design timelines and everything. Like I'm typically there two hours beforehand and then we only offer eight hour packages for day of, but I always stay late. Rebecca can tell you, I, I never leave on time. It's usually about 30 minutes after the event is over that I'll actually end up leaving. Sometimes a little bit longer, just a tish. So the client usually leaves before I do. If I have to leave early, it's because of a bizarre circumstance or they had wanted a longer day or we had to do a split shift or whatever. So then I would walk up to clients and say, thank you so much. It is the end of our night. So thank you so much for hiring us. I've done this. I've checked in with this person. They have that information. I just wanted to come give you a hug and say, thank you for letting me be a part of your special day. <laughs> I'm waiting for you in the parking lot. Okay. You don't have to wrap me out like that. Fine. I just, I like saying goodbye to all the vendors. I check out with everybody. I like to make sure everything's done. The venue's happy. The photographer feels good if they're still there at that point in the night. The DJ's good. Like they got everything they need. Just like a last handshake before we go, I feel like is another great way of networking. If you're at an event, take advantage of that and like become buddies with all the other vendors there and it will pay off. Texie Becky is very sassy today. Who invited her? (laughs) Who hired you? Do most rental companies deliver linens pressed? I have yet to receive tablecloths the day of wedding that don't have wrinkles. Any tips? So like wrinkled, wrinkled or like a crease in the seam from where it was folded? Because those tend to kind of mellow out a little bit. Are we talking wrinkles? Because wrinkles are a problem as far as wrinkles. Jasmine, who are you ordering from? We need to find somebody else. Because <laughs> we've definitely had creasing, but I have not received a generous portion that have had wrinkle. Yep, portable steamer and distilled water is life. Uh, the wrong people, apparently. I'm sorry, I don't mean to call you out specifically. Yes, the portable steamer is great. However, sometimes you still run into just issues. So I would do damage control, first of all, on, on these events. Take photos, send to the rental company. Hey, this is not super acceptable. Not quite sure what this is happening. We keep receiving wrinkled rentals or wrinkled linens from you. And this is taking time out of my day as the wedding planner to address this and fix it. Because sometimes, the steamers won't get those 
wrinkles out. Why? Because if you all have seen enough of my videos, you know that I bought cheap tablecloths. I mean, fine, like decent enough quality, just cheaper than going through a rental company for my wedding. And it took 45 minutes to iron each and every single, we couldn't steam them. We couldn't get them wet and then toss them into the dryer to get those wrinkles out. So there are circumstances and I do carry a steamer on me where that works and it's helpful, but do damage control first. And then next, you cannot control that, right? If they show up looking wrinkled, they show up looking wrinkled. The, uh, the hope is that they're heavy enough that they'll settle by the time the event starts, that the guests won't notice those as much, especially because they're on a flat, smooth surface. So damage control and then do your best to not own it and then find a new source. But apparently all of them are doing this. I'm so, so, I'm so sorry. Hey, it's me, Heather, the resident tech nerd around here. Seriously, guys, I love tech that makes life and business easier. And one of those tech pieces for me is Timeline Genius. I'm telling you, when I found out about it, I lost my mind. If you're making wedding day timelines the old fashioned way, you're missing out, my friend. I mean, I'm sure your timelines are lovely and all, but this is next level. You can save time and create timelines that are unmatched with Timeline Genius. You can even set up text reminders in Timeline Genius, and that can remind the vendors of little details on the big day. I like to set up a reminder of where to park or the loading dock in my Timeline Genius timeline, and it sends them a little reminder with the links to their phone at the exact time I want them to have it, maybe 30 minutes before their arrival. It is wild. And the reviews I get from other vendors and from my clients are top notch because of this level of detail. And you know what? You can try Timeline Genius for free for two weeks. You guys go over to the unionpodcast.com slash timeline and give it a try. If you love it half as much as I do, you're going to be a raving fan just like me. Again, that's the unionpodcast.com slash timeline and enjoy that two free weeks with Timeline Genius, you guys. Oh no, Rachel, it's paragraph and it looks like it's going to be sweet. Just want to say thank you for all the help you have given me for starting my business. I watched your videos when I was a bride and you really inspired me to want to start this path as my career. Thank you so much. And thank you to your team as well. Don't leave me. (laughs) You are so welcome. I am so glad to be like being your cheerleader over here. You have this in you from the very beginning. And we just cannot wait to watch your success in this Facebook group and let us know how you're doing. And please continue to give us updates. I'm so sad. I get sad when people graduate, but that just means that you have made it to the point that you could fly, baby. You got this. You've just walked down the aisle of today's episode of the Union Podcast. Thank you for celebrating today's show with us. We hope that you found a little gem of wedding wisdom from this episode. Please let us know your feedback by sharing a screenshot of this episode on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Union Podcast so we can hear your voices. Let us know what topics you'd love to hear about on future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Until next time, stay lovely, wedding friends.